guys and welcome back to La Cancha. Things are heating up here in North America and it is heating up in Spain at the moment with El Clasico, with derbies, with goals. It's full of excitement. Oscar, are you ready to talk about the humiliation that you witnessed on Wednesday? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you lost the words. This is all of you. It's... It's a sick joke. <laughs> okay, let's start by analyzing the first half. I thought we played all right in the first half. You know, like yeah, we were the, we were creating the better chances. You know, the, some things weren't really going our way in terms of like just little details in terms of like some, a shot that obviously been a corner kick. The penalty appeal that that's not a penalty for me. Why do you want yeah. to keep his hand? And then the cruel twist of fate happens when we come closest to scoring and immediately they score. <laughs> a classic Real Madrid move that just completely infuriates me. But then I'm like, you know, I'm telling everyone around me, don't worry, don't worry. We'll, get, we'll handle this in the second half. <laughs> <laughs> and the second half, my team didn't come out to play. We just, I, I don't know who came out, but I didn't recognize that team because that was just that was just awful. Like a whole Barcelona team at home with forty five percent position in the second half. How? Yeah. Can we put this at the door, Shavi? Because this is almost the obtain time where he's been shown up in a knockout game against a really difficult opponent. And the thing with Shavi is, I feel when his teams are under the cush, when things aren't going his way, he's too slow to make changes. He's not as he's not a very reactive manager in my opinion. Yeah, you can say that. But to be honest, well, you can look at the important players who are missing and have some sympathy. I was going to have sympathy if we lost the game, but not like that. Not yeah. like a bunch of yellow belly chickens. That I, not just Javi, the players. I'm, what what happened? Like, what did you people say at halftime? <laughs> I, I want like to know what the dressing room was like. Like, did you people say, you know what? We don't care about the couple berries. Let's just because that, that's what it felt like. <laughs> yeah. I know the worst team. I've never in my life seen Real Madrid embarrass us. I thought I'd never see that. Yeah. <laughs> This is the first time Real Madrid, I think they scored four against Barcelona since 2008. It's the first time a Real Madrid player scored a hat-trick at Camp Nou since Ferenc Puskas in the 60s. scoring. Yeah. No, what? We let that Vinicius boy score. This is unforgivable, man. And yeah. then to, to I, I top that. everything off, sorry, to top everything off, the least I expected tonight was goals and what did they do? They didn't score. <laughs> they stink of the joint even worse than they did. Okay, what they okay, what they did on Wednesday was bad, but letting Gatsaniga keep a clean sheet is unforgivable. <laughs> yeah, welcome to the club, man. It's just Barca and Valencia. Let that happen. <laughs> but but to go back on my shabby point, right? It's my issue with him is that you can the fans can see the game is going away from Barcelona. And mm -hmm. this reminded me of the United game at Old Trafford in a different way. Obviously, it wasn't as bad as the United game, but 
I feel in that game, you could see that momentum was changing towards Manchester United for 10, 15 minutes before they scored mm-hmm. the second. And in this game, I felt the same way, where you can tell the momentum is going towards Real Madrid. It's strongly towards Real Madrid. And Xavi doesn't make any changes. He doesn't change the squad, either in attitude, either tactically, either in terms of personnel. I, I feel if he's to be a manager of Barcelona long term, that's something he's going to need to work on because you know what, Barca, they haven't won La Liga in three, four years, so maybe this season he can get away with that. And it is important to win the league, but I feel knowing how Barcelona fans are, knowing the standards that they've set for other managers, if this continues in two, three years, I don't think Xavi will be a Barcelona manager unless he makes some changes. To be fair to Xavi, remember this first goal came at the end of the half. Actually, no, forget forget that one. They had half they they made things worse at halftime somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Their yeah, second but... goal came early in the second half, and then the third goal came soon after that. So unless he was going to change something at halftime, I don't really see what window where he could have made a change quick. Because managers usually like to give 15 minutes after the second half. With the way Real Madrid blitzed us after the halftime, I don't really blame him too much, but I take your point today, for instance. Yeah. You can clearly see Rafinha is thinking of the joint and so far is a ghost. Like the Alba change he made was actually made us more threatening, so I wonder what took him so long to do it. Yeah. Like, Real Madrid did blitz Barcelona, but I'm just saying, if this was Enes Valverde, Piquet Etienne, <laughs> they wouldn't. They wouldn't be surviving at the moment. <laughs> I mean, that that's down to fans being. I don't. I don't want to talk about the fans before yeah. I actually lose my cool. <laughs> right now, I'm just controlling my rage in a nice way towards the players and the coach for what has been a disappointing and a mere week. Is this is this a failure for Barcelona not winning the Copa del Rey? You see, the, if you lost 2-1 on aggregate, I won't hold it against them. We have, we have, like, I even told you last week, I think this will be a draw, like maybe a 2-2. I was writing that there were four goals, but all four goals went <laughs> to one team. But, like, it's how, again, with some of the things that happened to Barcelona, it's how it happens, like, yeah. for example... I feel like if we that four three against Liverpool were to like, if it was a more balanced four three, I don't think people would be that angry about it as against how we blew a three goal. It same thing with Roma. Like there, there are ways to lose, and then there's what. Honestly, I mean. Or you, you can also add Eintracht to the list, like losing in that fashion at Camp Nou was also somewhat embarrassing. But Bro, well, I, well, yeah, I, well, I tried yeah. to repress, I tried to keep, I, I didn't want to mention that whole thing, I don't feel the PTSD. <laughs> yeah, but, but let, let's move on to brighter things, Real Madrid, uh, at least on Wednesday, they were on top of the world. What did they do right in that game, you feel? Well, you know, we said, is it that he would be stubborn or he'll go gung ho or he can actually find a good middle ground? And he found that good middle ground. Yeah. Um, Kind of funny enough, 
he was he kind of started again a bit wobbly until he got injured. Then after he got injured, he completely <laughs> locked Rafinha off. Yeah. I felt like that was an important like attacking change he did. Another thing he did was starting Rodrigo and Rodrigo, even though he didn't score, he played a really good role in two of the goals where Madrid scored. Yeah, you know, he really did in the counter-attack for the first one. Alongside. Yeah. <laughs> I just wish Christensen was fit, man. If Christensen was fit, it won't have been this bad. But anyway. Yeah, yeah but that... should, should, should Barcelona be making an argument that if one player is fit, like, it wouldn't be this bad? No, okay. so bad I, I think the... I think the thing, yeah, I think the thing is we need more quality squad there because you look at Bayern, Bayern get lots of injuries every season. They just have enough depth to cover for it. Well, us, we don't have enough. And I mean, we're also battling battles of the pitch. So <laughs> yeah. that's for our money yeah. to figure out a way to solve in the summer. Yeah, true. But let's, let's retire to back to Real Madrid, right? Uh, Karim Benzema, we had a few words to say about him before the podcast. Like I remember in, in the El Clasico discussion, we're discussing whether Real Madrid should get someone to replace Benzema. He didn't look like he was to his best, but then he scores a hat trick against Valladolid. He's doing a sip. Now he scores a hat trick against Ter Stegen. Like he's he's getting in the Champions League form, isn't he? Unfortunately. <laughs> well, I don't know why. He got subbed off early against Villarreal, whether it's an injury or anything, but you know, he's someone that <laughs> Chelsea lost again too, so that's not something they'll be looking forward to. <laughs> no, they won't be looking forward yeah. to that. But but the good thing for Real Madrid is it's the first final in the Copa del Rey in nearly nine years, like I think I think last time they got to the final was against Barcelona. Yeah, nine years ago. Nine years ago, but and we'll talk about their opponents on Suna later on in the podcast, but for Real Madrid, the week, the, the midweek went really well, but the weekend, well, Samu Chiguese brought them back to earth. And this was a much changed Real Madrid lineup uh, with six changes. And what went wrong for them in this game? Like, was it just because I really enjoyed the way there was a battle between Samu Chiguese and Vinicius, and it was really about who can lead their team the best. And in this game, Vinicius, um, not Vinicius, Chiguese came out on top. Yeah, Chukwese had arguably the game of his life, you know. But, yeah, I think but, Nacho still searching for his soul in that movie. Honestly, like, this guy sold that dream. <laughs> like, that, that, was, that was just that was just filthy. I know, like, the second goal, he beat Courtois in a place where Courtois can't even hope to save it. But the first goal, what he did to Nacho is criminal. <laughs> yeah, like, it's... Yeah, it's, like, real... Like this was a huge performance of Chukwueze stepping up to be leader of the team. Yeah, and he's changed ever since Hakan came in. Like he's turned into such an important figure because under Unai Emery, you could say, yes, he was a very skillful player and he was a good squad player. But did Villarreal really need him? Maybe not. But now it's um, Pique Setien who stepped in, and the one thing that let's not forget. Villarreal, we accused them of being Gerard Moreno dependent, and Gerard wasn't mm-hmm. even on the pitch for this game, or he wasn't, he didn't start for this game, and you see the way Samuel Chikwese took control of this. I'll be somewhat scared because his contract might run off in 2024, and because of the prior manager who didn't really like put full faith in him, maybe Villarreal was thinking, okay, we can just cash him in to 
a lower tier club in England for 30 or 40 million, but now that 40 million really probably looks very low given how he's improved on the pitch again. Yeah, but I think with someone like Jukrizia, we have to wait for him to actually. I, I feel like now is his chance to become more consistent and start living up to his potential. Yeah. Because much like Jukrizia, Villarreal can beat Real Madrid. Which they've done before, and then go lose to Elche or something. Yeah. So, yeah, they've done the double over Real Madrid. The first time they've done that in the club's history, and you have to give credit to Kikis again because he's a guy who, in the European stage, I don't really rate him because of what of what we've seen with either with Betis, with Villarreal this season, or Barcelona famously. But domestically in the league, he, he does really well for clubs like this. Um, he, he has a very good record at the Bernabeu. He hasn't, he's only lost once in his past five visits, I believe, and that was when he was coach of Barcelona, which is very strange. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, he's done some good things. He's done some... Uh, I mean, the fact is that Villarreal should still be in the conference. And, uh, that, that, that's, that's, that's gone now. If he can somehow sneak them into top four, that would be that would be an amazing season. Yeah, but they're not they're not so far. They're four points off Real Sociedad. If if it, if Villarreal get top four, which is the possibility, do you keep Kike Setien? Uh, I guess I guess let's keep him for another season because getting top four would be something Emery didn't do. Yeah. But we know we know you know Emery never like he's only gotten top four once and or he's only gotten top four in the past decade with PSG. Mm-hmm. So uh, like with you know Emery, what it gives you is that European prestige of mm-hmm. rubbing shoulders with Bayern, with Juventus. When domestically, like at least in Spain in the last decade, he hasn't really been a really top manager in La Liga. Yeah. Well, um, I think if you get up for through the league, that's huge progress of Villarreal. So there's sacking him would kind of be be a weird one. So let's give him give him to the next season, and if even if he doesn't get up for, at least if they have a strong end to the season, I think that warrants him staying. Yeah, and given the fact that, as you rightly said, their squad has been debilitated, they've lost a lot of. Um, players and bodies in the winter this this is this has been a very good sign and we just have to wait we just have to see whether because if they beat Ramajid at the Bernabeu and then they lose to Valladolid next week then it'll be all for nothing and we might be having a conversation about Kike Setien no, that's, that's what I was like as long as he, I, I was going to set up for but then I'm like that that objective is too it's too, it's too I don't know the word to put like you can get top four by fumbling your way over the line, or you can fail to get top four, but you have a very strong end to the season. So I feel like any decision strongly should be the directive to whether they keep him or not. Sure. And let's move back to Real Madrid. Uh, they, right. given what we know with <laughs> Barcelona and Barcelona dropping points tonight, with Real Madrid, if they had won this game, they might have been ten points behind. Have they? sort of let the league slip given what we've seen in Barcelona recently and they've they've had some games where 
didn't get the three points, uh, like they let three points slip against Betis, maybe in the derby when Atleti were down to 10 men, they could have done more. I mean, all those were like, like, you remember they started losing the league just before the World Cup. So yeah. all, I think you're know, just a race of consistency. That's how leagues are. We've been more consistent in the league. So yeah. I think 10 points, 12 points, 13 points. Yeah. It's not really going to do too much for them until, yeah. unless we fall off a cliff, which I'm not, I mean, can you really blame me for being negative <laughs> after what, after you know, what we saw? You know what? If, if Madrid had won in the Classico, the league Classico, yeah. and they had that result, I, I think Madrid would have been sure to win the title. I think so. Because I, I feel that result does psychological damage, big damage to Barcelona. But because Barcelona is so far ahead, I, I don't think anyone can catch them. You know, now that I think about it, maybe if we lost the League Classico, it would have actually fired us up for the one in the cup. True. I'm, yeah. Well, with all those, who, who honestly knows that? Yes, yeah, who knows? Uh, who knows? Well, if Villarreal are to finish in top four, they're going to have to topple Real Sociedad. And Real Sociedad, they, they're winning. And next week, they have a really big game. They have, they have to play Athletic Club. And they've been, Real Sociedad, they've been in top four for five months. If they lose it out on this top four, how big a failure is that going to be for them? Really big missed opportunity. I because basically they've not made any progress. I mean, having consistency is all good, but when an opportunity to make progress like this season is presenting itself, itself like you have to take that chance, you know? Yeah, you definitely but have to. A four-point cushion at this point is it's a decent enough cushion provided you don't slip up more than once. And yeah. Villarreal's consistency is something that we're putting a question mark over. So. No, yeah, we're definitely doing that. But in terms of games, I, I, I just have a feeling that Ralph says that they might have the tougher games in the running. Because next week, they go to play Atletico San Mames. They have Betis away, Osasuna away. They welcome Real Madrid, which might or might not be a tough game, given Real Madrid might or might not care about the league anymore. They have to go to Camp Nou. They have to go to the Metropolitano. I, I I feel, given this line of fixtures, it might be tough for them to even to retain that top four. Mm, and looking at Villarreal's fixtures, they're not that bad, besides Atletico. Because Villarreal have played against Betis twice. They've played... They, they don't really have any other top four because everyone else is so far. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, and they and have the head-to-head over Real Sociedad if it comes down to that. Yeah, and even the Atletico game, it might be at the end of the season where Atletico do not care. They, they might be playing against Bayer Senna's 10 kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, well, the thing is that Real Sociedad are less, much less depleted than Villarreal. I think that a fully fit Real Sociedad this season has shown their better on Villarreal. Yeah. And to be fair to them, they've started picking up wins again. So Yeah, they really have. And we have to remember that they've struggled so 
through so much injuries and mm-hmm. at in January we're all discussing whether they'll hold on and how well they'll do despite their injuries and I guess now it's just they're reverting to the mean so maybe it shouldn't be too harsh on them mm-hmm. yeah and but, next week while it's a tough game on paper and in feeling yeah. athletic club generally do way worse at home than away from home so it might not be their last visit there was 4-0 but yeah it, I'll be surprised if that was for again. Yeah, I all, all I do hope for is that I hope that this is as um, good as the last derby was because the last derby was really electric, it was really mm-hmm. fun. And uh, with Athletic, they suffered a bit of they suffered a huge setback in Copa del Rey. Um, they got knocked out by Asuna, uh, Nico Williams, and he his social media had to be deleted because all all the nasty abuse he got which i felt was a bit unfair i know he didn't have his best game in terms of finishing but mm-hmm. this is a young star who could be if he stays in athletic he could be the future like he's a guy who's like very skillful he has that differential quality that i, I don't think i've seen from an athletic player ever since i'm watching spanish football in terms of winger in terms of, in terms of that trickery that he has mm-hmm. and that electric pace but i'm really happy that his brother scores against Espanol, where he received some racist abuse. Um, he scores again, and um, that, that was a really sweet moment for me this weekend. Yeah, it was nice to see. Oh, it, was, it was especially nice to see Iñaki Williams' celebration, because when I saw his celebration, I'm like, oh, it's true. He has history with Espanol supporters. Yeah. And then, obviously, I mean, Nico didn't cover himself in glory against Espanol, but that's no excuse to just over criticized it because he's a kid, you know. Like, yeah, like blaming Yaki for missing chances is one thing, but his brother is just starting out. Like, give him a chance to, like, yeah, <laughs> give, I, I, give I, him I, a chance to grow. <laughs> I might criticize, I don't obviously wish I abuse it, yeah, also, but like, but do you think that's a, that's a problem in the modern social media age? Because it's not just him who's deleted it. Slavic and Juventus had to delete his account because of similar, similar abuse. Like, well, the thing is that I have to be careful with how I say this. <laughs> okay, let's just like this. Trolls are getting worse and people are more how do I put it? Like, when you're on social media a lot, it's going to affect you positively or negatively a lot. So I feel like in this social media age, people, even if it's slight criticism, whether it's slight criticism or heavy criticism, people just don't like being criticized. So yeah, I think it's something we're going to see more because because it's more like a cultural thing. Now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I believe I said that without expanding any party. So. No, yeah. Right for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, never to mention the Bayern uh, Valverde brawl, which which has, which which won't go. Let the cops do their job. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But but going back to this game, uh, Athletic, it was, it was a it was good. It was nice to see them win again. They're taking control of that seventh spot, yeah. and if they win against Rosas today, that'll be a huge statement because they could get closer to Betis, which who they have to play. And maybe Europa League might not be out of the picture for them. Yeah, they have to fix their home front for because 
honestly, the, that home form has been so disappointing. In other, in other ways, what has been a very productive season, but it feels like unless they qualify for Europe or win a trophy, like it's just basically is another sideways step. Besides maybe having some players just improve their productivity, like Nico. So yeah, I feel they would be hoping that either they can pick Betis to Europa or Real Madrid beats us as soon as in the final so they get conference league. Yeah. Which obviously should not happen. (laughs) (laughs) Did did you see um, Martin Brentwood's goal against uh, the goal that got disallowed? Yeah, Hosselu had the the handball in the build-up. I thought that was harsh, no? Unfortunately, man, it's the rules. Intent doesn't <laughs> matter anymore to these idiots. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll go deep into La Liga refs. But for Espanyol... I'm... No, 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 this one is not. For once, the refs aren't to blame. It's, yeah. it's the... You know who they are. <laughs> the Gestapo. <laughs> for Espanyol, yeah. though, I'm a bit worried about them because they have to go to Betis away. Villarreal. Sevilla. They have the derby against Barcelona, Rayo away, Atleti at home, Valencia away, which might be an easy game for them, who knows, but <laughs> that's where all these teams away, and I, I just feel they, we haven't spoken about them as relegation. No, I think, we are, I think we have, though, but then we've always been like... Yeah, like they'll survive and stuff, but yeah. looking at the sketch they're running, it's really scary. Yeah, as a fact that it's a, a very inexperienced manager and Sergio, so uh, I mean, it's kind of sad, but then we have Girona now as a Catalan representative, so <laughs> I, don't, I don't miss them that much. <laughs> yeah, you say that as a Barcelona fan, but in terms no, of... I, I mean, I them going down won't be fun because it's already when it happened the last time, it was fun. This yeah. time, it will just be sad because like, yeah, it's, you it's expected a lot better from them, true. It, it, if you look at how the season has gone, compared to the expectations they had when Hustle was signed, even after RDT left, Bradford was signed, and you're like, okay. Bradford is scoring. I think Bradford has. Does he have? He has almost ten goals. Hustle has twelve, and these guys are nineteen. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, they do employ Sergio Gomez and Cabrera, so. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Fair, yeah. That's, that's still. No, I guess I'm comparing this to Alaves while Alaves were just surviving off Lucas and possibly good. But then when you look at it, Alaves had a very competent defense in La Guardia, Lejeune. Yeah. And then they had Patrick, who was a very good goalkeeper. The last two teams I mentioned are non existent in Espanol. So. Yeah. Yeah, they are. But let's move on to a team that's actually. Wait, really Patrick well. is in Espanol. Yeah, he's in Espanol <laughs> too. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess. There's only so many things you can do now with Sergio and Cabrera. <laughs> yeah, but moving on to Osasuna, Abde, why isn't he at Barcelona? Why? Please. <laughs> I need this guy, but I'm tired of watching Rafinha and Subati. <laughs> I tell like I'm laughing, but tears are in my eyes. The performance today was that bad. <laughs> I need someone like the bare minimum I'm asking for is to dribble past a player. 
But Abde they also... can do that. The Bene can do that. Ferran can do that. Fatty doesn't want to do it. Arafinia, this guy writes much. <laughs> All of these leg overs, I used to step over there, I used to see him doing the Premier League. Were they lies? Who, yeah. who was that player? <laughs> I want that player, not this guy who in Kamavinga kept his back pocket all day. Anyway, Abde is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> the, the rant had to come out at some point. Seeing Abde just made me... Anyway, Abde has been really, really good, especially post-World Cup. Yeah. Like this, he's having a really breakout year. Like he, scored that, he scored the goal that knocked out Sevilla. In the Copa del Rey, mm-hmm. the, goal, the first goal in the, the Copa del Rey tie against yeah. uh, Athletic, and yeah. he's doing really well. Like, and we saw we saw this from him last season, which is why I'm surprised that Barcelona wasted their levers on another winger when you had this guy who could play yeah. in the team. I think it was that Abdi felt a bit right. His end for while his dribbling was good, his end product was almost non-existent sometimes. So I felt like with him, instead of making him be a Pablo Torre, essentially, and just not play games, I felt like for him, he needed a loan. And he's doing really well. And his loan is going really good. So if we keep him, I think he'll do well. Yeah. And if we don't keep him, we can sell him for a good amount of money. If you are shabby, what do you do? <laughs> you know to do what I do. Um, I, I'm telling some players to go to China. <laughs> I go to eat Chinese soup. You gotta learn Chinese. <laughs> no, yeah. but, but but we need a sixth forward. In any case, I feel like he's the perfect candidate to be a sixth forward. Yeah. Because like Barcelona do need to sell. We're hearing rumors that maybe Javier Tebas might lighten up the FFP, but um, we it, haven't regardless that of that, you probably like. I know the Barcelona fans were stupidly chanting Messi tonight, but I will take Messi with one leg over what I'm seeing right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but both Osasuna though they're having such a magical season. They're, yeah, they finished seven. They're super. They, they suddenly. Became good in the league after achieving their cup objective. Yeah, <laughs> it's like they yeah. just sacrificed any semblance of league play just to get to the final, and now they're like, okay, let's go again, the league boys. But but I love seeing that. Like if you're a team like Osuna and you know top four is beyond us, and we're not going to get relegated, why not? Yeah, why you have to you have to start improving at some point because. They are in danger of becoming another Stoke City where they, like, you know, they're finishing top 11. Or, well, they're doing really good. Even if they don't win the conference, like, this are the Copa del Rey, which I really hope they do. Yeah. They can realistically get seventh in the league, too. So it won't be. At least, you can, they have a very, they have two good options for European football. Yeah. And who'd have, who'd have thought that when. The season first started and but it's it's really great to see Osuna doing well it's the first final in nearly um in 17 years i think and the one thing i like about the fact that they got into that is the guy who scored pablo ibanez who's a youth player i think that's yeah. his first goal for Osuna. that's such a sweet story yeah that was a great goal as well and yeah. he's been 
He's barely featured this season. Now, so as soon as a team that you know played lots of youngsters, they've had them. Um, I was there, right? But it'll come to me. It'll come to me. But yeah, they they've played a lot of youngsters this season, and he hasn't been among those that have really gotten chances. But he really took a chance to immortalize himself in Osasuna folklore. Yeah, and he will be. And I guess on May six. Half the world will be supporting us sooner, and the rest for Real trade. But yeah, you're overestimating you're overestimating Real Madrid side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, speaking of Real Madrid, they're two points ahead of Atletico Madrid. We're on the march, and they played against a Raya side that was they're somewhat on the beak, but given Fran Garcia's goal, maybe Rayo they woke up a bit seeing that Atletico won, Asuna won. They were like, "Oh, we have to get into this after we're two 0 down," but. Uh, there's only so much things you can say about Atleti so far. They're back to where they were when they won the league, um, as Simeone said. And even now Molina is scoring, which is something that we never thought we'd see at the start of the season. He's got to do all cup, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but for Atleti, we never thought we'd see that. <laughs> now, it is that Molina, right? He, he came from the knees with a really high reputation for being an attacking fullback, so it yeah. surprised me that it's taking this long to see him start bearing the fruits of attacking fullback. But I guess, yeah, it's his first year, so I, I think we can see, expect better from him going forward. Yeah, yeah, we definitely can, and the celebration was just a touch of class, because Anil Correa lost his mother, mm. and uh, the first goal was dedicated to Anil Correa and his mother, and we wish them uh, a lot of strength in the Correa family. Mm-hmm. Uh, but moving on to the game, to, to the game, I thought this was also it was just very professional for, from Atleti, right up, up until the red card, where they reverted back to the old Atleti that we know, the Atleti that would sit back and buy pressure, which and... is just absolutely <laughs> weird. Because how do you have? Why are you getting dominated by a team with less men? <laughs> and, and should, we, should we talk about a red card, or are you? I mean, I. I when Hannah mentioned it, shout out Hannah by the way. When Hannah mentioned it on the group, I wasn't watching. I just wanted to ban Dragon and hit on Liga and the Gestapo. <laughs> but looking at it, I mean, I can see why someone would be like, it's a bit hard. Because if you look at Morata's movement, <laughs> he's moving away from goal, but yeah. he's slightly. But it's one of those that I'm like, I can see why the referee gave a yellow in the first place. Yeah. And, and we'll be hypocritical here if we say, okay, because we're, we're always banging on about consistency and the rest should referee the same way. But I feel this is, this is the kind of call where it is the right call, but you have to allow for a referee's interpretation because there's a difference, and we mentioned this in the chat, with the law of the, with the, law, of the law and the spirit of the law. Mm-hmm. And in this oh. case, the law says, um, the letter of the law, my bad, says it's a red card. When it's first of law, you know Morata had a bit of a dive and it was a very soft touch and he could have, if he wanted to, he could have ran onto the ball. Mm-hmm. So I think the yellow card might have been the fair decision, but with, given what we have with VAR, like, you always have to use the red card. And, um, and you know, this is the kind of incident that will make the geniuses that are in charge of this game introduce something like orange cards or something. <laughs> Yeah, who knows? No, it's not. No, it's not funny. We have, we have, we need to be worried. 
<laughs> honestly, honestly, given the level of refereeing that we've seen this season, I'll take anything, man. I'll take anything. And right by Cano, Frank Garcia scored a really beautiful goal, and Real Madrid uh, fandom was speaking about how he'll be so much better than Mendy, like they can, they're already having whisperings about Frank Garcia and Vinicius going down to left wing and destroying every right back in La Liga. Do you think Frank Garcia is ready, though, for that? I never even knew someone was ready or not because they step up to playing for Real Madrid where every performance is heavily scrutinized. It's huge. Like, again, I don't... I'm picking on him. I'm not going to hide it. Rafinha now. Stepping up from Leeds to Barcelona is a huge step up. It's kind of like stepping up from Rayo to Real Madrid. So we can never tell how anyone can really perform. And when you also factor in that he's he's younger, but I don't think he's that young. He's yeah. youngish, yeah. I, um, Frank Garcia is youngish, so yeah. it's probably taking me a while to probably get settled. Maybe Ancelotti. You also have to think out who the Real Madrid coach for the future might be. If it's Ancelotti, I can see him taking a good amount of time to get into the team because it's Ancelotti. Yeah, the thing though with Ancelotti is that when if you're a left back that's genuinely doing really well, I feel he'll keep him in the team because that's what we thought of with Vinicius Jr. when he, he broke out. Yeah, Ancelotti was like, Vinicius is having a, a great moment. I'm going to mm-hmm. keep him in the team, and he continues to keep him in the team. So I feel it, depend, Frank, it depends yeah. on how he does, which we can't really see. Is there an argument to be made that he is possibly top three left backs in La Liga at the moment? Who would the three be? I would say, at the moment, it will be Gaia, Balde, and Fran. I can't think of anyone. Because Acuna has had an off year. Alex Moreno has gone to... Gone. Yeah. So, two kids and a guy who's in the relegation zone. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what that says. You can draw your own conclusion, but well, well, I mean, Renaldo could could have had a shout, but like he is Renaldo wasn't really doing too well this year. Yeah. If you consider her mostly left back. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. But, we didn't talk, talk about him in this one too because Yeah, because he's, he's good great. and he he's really like he's one that was really good in the title season for Atleti and then just fell off a cliff since then. But he's gotten over his um you know issues earlier this season and he's doing really well now. So I mean all these players are fantastic players in their own way. Yeah. But what what stops to go back to Atleti, what stops Atleti from replicating this next season? Because my fear with them is that they're gonna start the season very well. Expectations are going to be super high going mm-hmm. into one three twenty four. But when the pressure comes, they're going to crumble again. And it's going to be another season where the first half isn't as good, and they're like, "Oh, we're going to make this amazing comeback," and they come back and they're third, and it's going to be like Groundhog Day every single season. That's my fear. Well, I think as long as they end the season well, not is the is the transfer window that's key. Yeah. If they can really reinforce the squad, then I can see them, you know, doing better. Yeah. If they don't. Some of the players that are playing well now, they're not exactly 
Like the jury is still out on a lot for some of them. So besides Griezmann and to some extent Morata, some players still need to show us more. Yeah, I was also Morata, but saying the way he like dived and <laughs> a couple of chances of like Alvaro, man, I I was rooting for you, but that that's Alvaro for you, man. He's going yeah. to miss some clan guys. I I feel I feel he's the kind of guy who does better when. His position is not that no one's position is under threat. When he's second in line, and you give him that slice of hope that he could be first, I think that's when he does his best. But when he's the main guy, I feel that pressure like weighs too heavy on him. Yeah, and I, I, I can see that. I can see your point. Yeah, and when someone is breathing down his neck, I think that pressure weighs heavily on him too. Like he's someone who does all without pressure and just 15, 20 minutes. I'm going to prove that I should be starting. Well, the boys are giving my pressure, so... Yeah. <laughs> sure. Unless he wants to go to Saudi Arabia. And <laughs> 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 join Cristiano. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, I think with that, we should move, we should move on from Atleti and go to Sevilla. Uh, now we can talk about our good friends, the Gestapo referees, who decided no. to say... You said I thought the Gestapo were the other guys above the referees. Oh no! Yeah. You know those that we can't name. I know, <laughs> but their their name is also similar with a video game, and another one's name starts with U. <laughs> you know those those guys. Yeah, yeah, but the henchmen, they're they're working. The, the henchmen are a problem. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. Looking really hard, like like in this game with Severe. Delta. First eighteen minutes, Gaya gets a red card. I, when I first saw that, I was like, "What did he do?" <laughs> this, these referees are. It, it's when, when you see that, and you see the Chuamani tackle on Samu Chukwese, and you see that wasn't even given a card. And I know it's our boy Rojas, who I, I have a crush on, right? So I'm always going to support him then. I'm, I'm gonna let that slide. Although that's <laughs> let's let that slide. That, that, yeah, that, 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 could, that could have been orange, right? But but when when you look at that and you look at the tackle game made on Astra, which is very slight, right? Why why give him a red? What, so the naked I, the yeah. naked I won't even see anything at first. Yeah, it's only on replays that he's like oh he just touches him ever so slightly. And the thing is that I didn't watch the game live, so I didn't see what his first yellow card challenge looks like. I can guarantee you it wasn't yellow card worthy because we've seen the same nonsense from these puppets every weekend. Yeah, and, and Fernando made a good point that in England, there are 30 red cards. Uh, in Spain, at, at that point, that, this was the first match day in La Liga, right? And more red cards yeah, came, of so course. 100 red cards, and, and more red cards came. And he makes a good point in that a lot of tackles that are soft tackles, the yellow comes out too soon. Mm-hmm. For a lot of second yellows, the referees have no patience in, in this league because it, it's almost like with, in some cases, after the, your first foul, after your, your first yellow, you're given a red card and you have to have more patience. You have to give them like the players like warnings. I remember when I first got into soccer, right? And I was first learning about the game, like a guy would make like three or four fouls before the yellow comes out. Mm-hmm. And the ref would like, uh, as long as, if a guy's being persistent or makes a really nasty tackle, that's when the second yellow comes out. But in Spain, like people get 
yellows for descent and then this next soft tackle is a red that you can't have a league running this way right because at the end of the day not only are you going to turn off fans from the game you're going to turn away players like because what player wants to come here or to come to spain and to rack up their cards or to come there and or what manager wants to, to manage in a league where for the slightest tackle he knows he, his player his, his team could be down to 10 men and that's affecting the image of the league, in my opinion, and that's made the season a bit less enjoyable. Because I said I think it gets on my train. Yeah. Honestly, me, who loves this league a lot, this is the one thing that's killing it right now. Like, just the referees being absolutely useless at their job. Yeah. Like, I'm tired. Like, you would think this league is boiling. It's not... It's it's yes, it's it's more physical than people give it credit for because of all these stereotypes. You know, the same people that think Italy Italy is still defensively Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Those kind of people like honestly, yeah. this league is just so, like the referees don't help matters at all. And I, I don't think they help Spanish teams too well because I remember a game between Borussia Dortmund and Sevilla and Lopetegui had a point when it was to manager Sevilla, and he said that the tackles that, we see, that we've seen today in our league, this would be yellow or red. Mm-hmm. But we play at a European system where they don't even call those tackles. And I feel in some way Spanish football has moved slightly away from or has moved behind when the game has become more physical, more athletic, not in terms of the players that are in Spain, but in terms of the way the game is refereed. Mm-hmm. If every referee refereed like um, Rojas, our friend, I think the league will be a lot more enjoyable than it is at the moment because yeah. he's the kind of referee that allows the game to flow. He's the kind of referee that when he needs to step in to give a red card, although with Charmaine, that was, that was an orange, I'll, I'll let it slide, but when he needs to give a red card, he's done that, he's done that in the past. And it's, it's all like, it appears to me that he's somewhat humble in the way he referees the game. Unlike the other um I, yes that I, I refuse to use a more colorful term for them but rant over about referees let's talk about the game uh this is going to be a longer podcast <laughs> because of our section of referees uh sevilla they after the red card happened i thought they played really well and even occurred to my mind that maybe maybe they might be okay against manchester united maybe but sevilla they, they did a sevilla and they allowed Celtic to come back in later on with two goals. To be fair, they were down to 10 men, so it was expected that Celta would. So that way, a huge surprise that Sevilla did as well as they did. I think, you know, from getting so many red cards this season, they have the experience of playing well with 10 men. Because <laughs> I remember they actually played with nine men against Real Sociedad and played yeah. a very good game. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Paciencia scored a very... I, I think that was a slightly controversial goal because when he jumps up to head the ball, his hand goes over Oliver Torres, which you could disallow for a goal. You could potentially disallow the goal, but then the goal stands. Acuna tells the ref like he's a character and he, he gets himself sent off. Of course. <laughs> of course. He's ref, so... The standard for the band that's coming. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, just it's a circus, man. Like, yeah, but, but I, from 
of God. It, it, it has to stop because it's really killing the league. It, it, it really is. Like, it's like you can you can talk about like if you're talking about oh why our team is more defensive and scrappy, the genesis of the problem comes down to the people that control the flow of the football match and that's the referees. Yeah. Yeah. And even because the thing is like you can also people would criticize the league or La Liga and say like, oh it's in decline or blah blah or like the stars aren't there. But Compared to other leagues, right? Like, you compare La Liga to, let's say, the Bundesliga. I think La Liga is more stacked than the Bundesliga. The difference still with both leagues, or even with Serie A, where La Liga is better economic power than Serie A. But with Serie A, you see a lot of good flows in games. In the mm-hmm. Bundesliga, you see good flows in games that it's lacking here. And if you want the league to be portrayed in a good light, and you want to gain back some of the muscle from English football, I feel... It starts with cleaning out, cleaning house for the referees. To be honest, because the referees determine the the flow and the level of the show. I should trademark that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but l- l- let's not talk about referees too much. We're going to talk about them a bit more when we move on to Sevilla's rivals, uh, six rivals, Betis. But with Sevilla, do you see do you see improvements since Mandela has come in? When you when you bottle a two goal lead, it's frustrating <laughs> and it feels like a loss. But when you, I was listening to someone on Viva La Liga and they were like, um, at the end of the day, you've gotten four points from your first six points under your new manager. It's, it could be worse. Yeah, it could be worse. But I guess if you're a Sevilla fan or you like Sevilla and you see that. They could have had 34 points. They could have been seven points ahead of Valencia in the relegation zone. And when you're in 34-ish, like with 10 games to go, if I win two more, I'll be in 40. Or if I, I just need to win three more games and I'm safe. So it, 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 this was possibly a setback for them, but I agree with you. I think four points from six games is good. The next game is against Valencia. Yeah. That'll be interesting. Yeah, that'll be interesting. According to Graham Hunter, it's like two brothers of the league are Perform Patrice. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope Sevilla will do us a favor and remember we're both fighting the same uh, duopoly and <laughs> let us stay in the league. Uh, but it's harder for Valencia because Cadiz is doing so well. And speaking of the Gestapo, we're going to talk. We're going to talk more about referees with Sergio. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll tell you this right. Yeah. I'll, I I couldn't again. This is another game I couldn't watch because of real life issues. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that, that's for off the pod. Anyway, I was I heard that Betis got the red card. My mind <laughs> thought. I'm, my mind was I was like, okay, no surprise. I'm like, wait, who? My mind, I'm like, there's no way this is Canales because if this is Canales giving that <laughs> Betis did the Barcelona yeah. to get him to play. Yeah. Like, this would be a sick joke, and then I open Super Score, and guess who gets sent off? Canales, man. <laughs> now, when I saw the actual foul, I mean, we we both agreed the June Marata one is a bit. You can see why they gave a yellow here. Yeah. This ref didn't Honestly, it reminds me of. Sorry to go out to Barcelona, but remember when Lewandowski got sent off last year? 
Yeah. And how Pastor Ross treats you at this hesitate. <laughs> it's like these referees get torn off from abusing them. I'm like, okay. Oh, so we we established that these RF, whatever their names are, yeah. they waited for Canales to get fit again before <laughs> slapping with the bad. Yeah. <laughs> then after they beat the bad somewhat. He gets injured. So he gets red carded, which means he could miss even more games. Yeah, you you, could, you just tell it could come. Like that, that thing with the that thing with the referee. I, I call them Gestapo because even from Valencia point of view, this has happened. Like remember when Rodrigo complained about the refs in one game, and the next game his goal is like ruled out for the slightest of touches, and I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh man. Like you don't you don't mess with that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't mess with that. But the second red that Betis got, that was we we can't We got no no, no, no that, that was <laughs> no, that, that was stupid from but like but, but when when you're you're playing against someone like Fali and stuff and you know he's someone who You know he's someone that's going to <laughs> act name keep out as I want to say to myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't want to get cancelled, but like next week when you when you play Real Madrid, uh, uh ooh, Wait, are playing Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fali Alejo. Can we have there's... celebration? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you have a sound for this. Oh, I do. Let's see. <laughs> that Brazil one that's like. <laughs> yeah, that's the Alejo time. versus Vini. I'll be there no matter what. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, but anyway, back to this. Um, yeah, back back to Calico. Like, they don't look like a team that's going to go down. And since, unfortunately, since the four zero <laughs> that they suffered under Barcelona, they've just gone from strength to strength. They've been improving, mm-hmm. and they've taken good advantage of Betis going down to ten or nine men. And a moment for Chris Ramos, who's I found out he's a Cadiz fan, like young. Yeah, I found that too. And that that's just a big moment for them. And this is the mm-hmm. first time they've won in La Liga and City of Seville. Wow. Uh, yeah. That's huge. That, yeah, that's a huge statistic. Yeah. And so, yeah, but on Chris Ramos, like, yeah. I, the first time I saw him play, he came on against Barcelona when we beat Cadiz yeah. in February. And I thought, I thought he looked all right. So I was like, he, he gave them a different dynamic. He's He's pretty quick. He's pretty tall. So I was like, yeah. shouldn't they play this guy more? And uh, yeah, I mean, his goal is a bit of a, yeah, it's a, <laughs> it was a bit of a FIFA goal. But yeah. I mean, you have to score them. And I'm for a long time Cadiz fan. This will obviously be a great dream and could be start of something special. Yeah, it could be, especially when you figure out that he was playing for Lugo, who are. The bottom of the segunda, uh, segunda, and they're most likely going to go to the third division, and he gets a chance to play in the big leagues in La Liga. So, really good for him. Valencia might be joining uh, the segunda because this was a big sucker punch, like losing to Almeria. Because mm-hmm. not only do you lose the three points, Almeria gains the three points, and they gain the head-to-head advantage. So this is like super punishment for Valencia. This game, the way the first goal went in was kind of sad because Nico went Nico went out injured Cliver got injured so it's like the worst things worst case scenario for Valencia just happened within five minutes yeah. and the lineup for Valencia was really crummy because now we discussed last week that 
I think he should get as many forwards on the pitch as possible because the midfielders aren't doing it right now. And then yeah. your best player from the last game gets injured. Nico, who just came back, is injured. And then you lose this important game. Yeah, and I was pretty optimistic before because uh, I remember telling you on the podcast that the next couple, the next like seven games, this was before the international break, are promising because they're teams that are winnable and teams that aren't in good form like Rayo or Almeria. But now two games in, <laughs> one point out of six, it, it looks like less promising. The good news for Valencia point of view is that by the lead aren't doing too well, Espanyol aren't doing too well, so they're still they're still hope. Um, you need one Espanyol below Valencia right now, so Yeah. They need and, to be worrying about what's what's above and by the lead they have to come to messiah so that's 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 a good sign but they uh, they have a new coach uh but also from an almeria point of view i felt in the, i felt the first half was a bit even mm-hmm. but the way they switched up in the second half in the first 10 minutes of the second half was really was really special from their point of view and after they got the two goals although they slipped up to make it 2-1 they were counter-attacking so well and they mm-hmm. defended really well in the, in the last mm-hmm. minutes of the game yeah. I mean, Almeria have generally been very good at home this year. If they're yet to win an away game, so if they stay up without doing that, that would be, that would be yeah, something. That would but, to, yeah. but it's home, it's home wins. Like, that just shows that the Powerhouse Stadium is a real <laughs> fortress. I mean, the mighty Barcelona lost there too, so yeah, yeah, anyone yeah. can lose there. Yeah, they really have some power power, right? Eh? Yeah. <laughs> Pardon the pun. Yeah. Uh, and, and thing is, if Valencia weren't in a relegation zone, I actually wouldn't want Almeria to go down. I won't be rooting for them to lose the points because they have an interesting project. They have mm-hmm. lots of really young talent, exciting talent that's coming through. But what's really helped them is the experienced players. Players like Melero, who came from Levante, who scored in this in this game, and he's really taking them to another level. Mm-hmm. And Barbara was really doing well for a while, but I think he's gotten injured and he's someone he hasn't come back into the picture. But another player on highlights is Sam Costa, who's did really well, good defensive job. And if yeah, if he provided go, the assist as well for the first goal. Yeah, and if Almeria do go down, I feel this is one player who I feel I think London Good Club should look at because he's he's young. Yeah, and he's someone who has lots of projection. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nope. Almeria's project is really interesting. Um, I, I know I said they finished bottom because they sold Sadiq, but they've done really, really well without him, and I'd like to see them stay up now. Yeah, and this win was also without Bilal Torre, so it might show how impressive this this was for them. And mm-hmm. the only downside for Maria is they have some tough games coming up. They have Atleti next, and then I believe after Atleti, I think they have. Katafi, I'm not sure, which doesn't seem so tough, but I'm just going to look at the fixtures. No, they have, they have Athletic Club, Athletic Club, then Hetafe, then Real Madrid. So those are four games where you would expect them maybe to get three or four points. But maybe that might be enough, given that the other teams around them might not generate as much points. Mm. Sure. Um, yeah, they might be facing some teams like Real Madrid who might not even take that game that seriously if yeah. they're still in the Champions League or the gap is still um, un- un- unreachable from a personal point of view. Yeah, that, that is very true. Let's move on to the game of the weekend, 
Ooh, the sin is coming. Mallorca by the lid. Three three six go thriller. What happened? Goalkeepers forgot how to keep. <laughs> but there, there were some really good goals though. Yeah, some really good goals in here, but yeah. I don't remember which one. I think the first Mallorca goal I thought Massif should have done a lot better. Yeah. But, but besides goal... that, really good finishes. Montreux's header was really good. Um the strike from Orlanes was also really, really good. Yeah, the one from Kike was like Kike Perez, like the first goal was. was oh, yeah, that, that, that was a very good strike too. And then Amala got his, I think that's his first goal for him, I believe. Yeah. Him wearing the number nine shirt kind of threw me off. I was <laughs> like, wait, who is this new striker they got along with yeah. Larry? <laughs> yeah, and so it's it's a good. It, it looked like a good day for their new manager, which his name is a bit hard to pronounce. So bear with me, Pezzolano. Pezzolano, yeah. Pezzolano. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. Yeah, I was, I was crazy in time. Elche's um, new managers. Uh, yeah, well, I'm not going to try that. <laughs> Bergasessi. Or... Bergasessi, yeah. I almost said Bergarecci from La Liga. Oh, Br- yeah, Bruno. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Bruno. <laughs> but Pezzolano, it, it seemed like it was a very good start. And when it was 3-2, I was praying to God that a miracle happened. <laughs> and the miracle came from the pirate Murichi, my favorite player. He he saved he saved he saved me from dying on Sunday. Because <laughs> I, I went to if I deleted one and Valencia lost that this would <laughs> this would have been. Uh, this wouldn't have been looking good at all. <laughs> yeah, because I said on this podcast confidently that I think we I think by the lead are six beats. <laughs> so <laughs> if we can't even catch them, we're finished. Yeah. <laughs> Because your next best chance is Tafi, who <laughs> have we talked? Oh yeah, Tafi. Yeah, yeah, we're talking, yeah. Um, who you know are, are facing a toothless team next week? So <laughs> yeah, Valencia are definitely going to need to start picking up their own points. Yeah, they definitely are. But let's not talk about Valencia anymore. Let's talk about brighter subjects: the Champions League. Um, maybe Ooh. not. <laughs> but the Champions League is back! Yay! Yay! Be, be more excited about it. Uh, there's some. Be more excited about seeing Real Madrid. Come on! I was, I was sure. Bayern, Bayern or City can stop them. You never know. I knew it will be embarrassing. It's more likely Bayern because this weird formation I keep seeing City play is not helping my confidence. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, how do you th- how do you feel? That's the glamour tie of this round, Bayern versus City. Do you think they will live up to expectations? First of all, sometimes these games don't. Sometimes they do. But as Gattuso sometimes it may be good. Yeah. Sometimes it may be shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but you're gonna go on. I mean. I hope it lives up to it, and I hope. Who, all I want is that Real Madrid is stopped, guy. I don't. If I be honest, I don't care. So, so no, because no, no hope for the mighty Frank Lampard. He's back. He's done special things before. Just, just he have made a lot of stupid decisions this season, but getting Frank Lampard back has. If Chelsea get, if Chelsea escape the Bernabeu with a draw, I'm going to sing 
that dreaded anthem next week. <laughs> like that's how conf- like the only thing Chelsea have going for them is that they might not be a Ber- they won't be a Bernabeu remontada if Chelsea do get the lead somehow. But looking at their performances, it's just so funny. I mean, Joe Felix Hatrick will be different, though, but that, that's never yeah. been to happen. I, I don't think I can take a Joe Felix Hatrick. I'm, really <laughs> number one, I'm no more a member of the Zetas Club. And so, yeah, maybe, maybe a much. I think I'll just watch the game because sometimes I like to make myself angry and disappointed for no good reason. No, no you shouldn't do that to your family, bro. Make yourself happy. Uh, you, you, should, you should watch Milan Napoli, which uh, the first it's on the same day. Yeah, it's on the same day. The then first... I'm watching that then. <laughs> I believe so. I, I could be wrong, so I'm just gonna check our good friend's football. So no, no yeah, yeah, Milan Napoli is the same day as uh, Real Madrid Chelsea, and the first game Milan Napoli ended four zero. I'm sorry, the last game ended four zero for Milan. Carlo Ancelotti has boldly predicted, like he did in the Copa del Rey, that. He's going to see some Milanese boys in the final with Real Madrid. So, is it going to be right or wrong in this in that one, Oscar? Despite that huge win by Milan, I think if Napoli have us men back, it'll be a different prospect. And I still think Benfica is stronger than both Milan clubs. Benfica. Yeah, I shouldn't. I know yeah. I shouldn't make both teams, but I think they will be in the semi-final. Please don't curse him. You already cursed all the German clubs. Yeah. I, I like, who did I jinx? You jinxed Dortmund. That's Dortmund. They jinxed themselves, man. No, no. And, and then you, my, you, ha- my hands are clean, Gary. Say Dortmund you, too. You, you made that bold prediction about Leipzig. I like my feet, guys. So don't, don't, okay, don't, okay, don't. okay, okay, okay. I, <laughs> I, I got a lot of, I personally got a lot of flack about that Leipzig one. <laughs> I've already said it though, so yeah, yeah, you. you've already, you've already said it. Okay, Real Madrid are going to win the Champions League. I love that. Yeah, yeah, that's how, that sounds better. That sounds better. Yeah, but it's generally, I'm like I said when we previewed this the first time. I'm generally excited for it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm biased, so hope my hope for the winner is either Bayern Munich or the Benfica Inter. Yeah, whoever, whoever wins. Anyone it. from the Italian side and not Real Madrid. Or <laughs> Chelsea or or City. <laughs> so Bayern and any anyone from the other the good side as well, we'll say. Even then with Bayern, it's just much less yeah. of the of the evils on their side. Sure, sure. Should we be rooting for Bayern given what they did to Maradona? I don't think so. There's that there's that yeah. if goodness, I just remember they have took Yeah crap. <laughs> Now, now, drinks aside, Real Madrid are actually going to be in the final because. <laughs> uh, Come on, Thomas Tuchel gets to the final quite frequently, so. He didn't get to the final against them last time, though. True, but when they had no center backs on the pitch. <laughs> Marcelo. The teams Real Madrid have escaped. Don't make me angry. Honestly, last last year was a bit like it was just a bit special for Real Madrid and. To be honest, like I'm, I'm, the, I'm one of their biggest haters. But last year, I was just like, you know what? I'm going to join the dark side for once because of all the like Premier League uh, banter and stuff. So that was fun for me to watch. Yeah, at that point, at this point, I have no shame anymore. I don't care if Chelsea win it. Just if they stop Real Madrid and they win it, 
That's the UCL trophy for me. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe the real European trophy was the real Madrid that was stopped along the way. Yeah, yeah. Or, or every the the entire world uniting against one Spanish club. Like it used to be against Barcelona now. It's against it's weird, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, but let, let's move on to the Europa League, the superior competition in Europe. When there's some tasty ties. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that one. We have last year's um, final of the Conference League, uh, Feyenoord against Roma. We have Leverkusen against uh, St. Gilar. Manchester United against Sevilla. We've sort of previewed that. Uh, is there any hope for Sevilla? Well, my United had my United lost in Newcastle recently, but Sevilla Sevilla should just lose on Korea. <laughs> should just lose. And gets promotion secured because, yeah. but Sevilla winning the Europa League and getting relegated would be really funny. <laughs> also, it's just funny to see Mandela in a European, big European night going to. I, 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 I can't wait for that. I want to see we're, how he we're does. In a, wearing his fancy suits and everything. It's like yeah, until I turn off the TV in the rotation after a Rashford hat trick. Yeah, we're, apparently Rashford might not be able to make this tie. That's what I saw recently on in Facebook. You know how reliable Facebook is too, so <laughs> yeah. If my yeah. United are missing Rashford, then Sevilla may have a chance because no one else really steps up for my United like Rashford. Yeah, like, in terms of the volume of goals he scored. Like the thing is, the last time Sevilla was beat they beaten my United twice, um, in European competition. And the first time they beat them because of their superior midfield, because they had Banega and Zon mm-hmm. really balling in that game. The second time, because of their great defense. And that's something that worries me, because they don't have that midfield anymore. The defense is a pack of chewing gum. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and then, the, oh, I also saw something like, Sevilla fans were like, Bono should come back in, because... <laughs> yeah. The, I don't I don't know, I think... Dimitri, Dimitri could have done better for both goals on the weekend, but I feel yeah. maybe I was maybe I was influenced by the comments I read. Yeah. In any case, Bonio needs to play in this game. If Dimitri is playing, then that's just pure nepotism. Yeah, and Bono, he had that big moment against Manchester United in Germany in Cologne, and he made a couple of big saves against the former Sevilla boy Anthony Martial is going to be coming back. Or, or is going to play against them, the guy that Sevilla stoked all their money on to win La Liga last season. So, <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun game. Yeah. And then there's Juve against Sporting, so that's going to be always interesting. Juve, they finally lost in Serie A. I was getting a bit worried for Italian clubs because I was like, this would be so embarrassing. If you exactly. <laughs> but last year, we put them back in their place. Uh, we already spoke about Vlaovic, and this time will be interesting for sure. Yeah, um, I think I'll still go on UV with this one because I, I need them to. I, I need Pogba to knock my United out for the bant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the banter would about... be the banter would be incredible. <laughs> sure, as a Spanish football podcast, we have to speak about one of the Bremen Spanish managers in European football right now, and that's Xavi. No, it's Xavi who's um, managing by Leverkusen, and he's done a very good job since he's been there. They were mm-hmm, in yeah. the bottom three, and now they're just five points away from top four. 
this if he gets to the semifinal, that would be a very good feather in his cap in this season. Um, like, I think this will like be a real opportunity for him as a manager to just give himself the real magic job. Yeah, for sure. Especially if Carlo Ancelotti stays there for a lot longer period than we think. Like, this mm-hmm. would be very good. And yeah. who better to audition for that job than if he gets Jose Mourinho in the semifinal? Jose Mourinho mm-hmm. with Xabi Alonso. Yeah. Yeah. It, it seems like what the script writers want is Xabi by Leverkusen Roma, Mourinho versus uh, uh, Alonso. Next year, next year, Juventus, because that's always a European classic and uh, it's Pogba coming back against United. So. Yeah. Very, very interesting tie all around. The, but... the, the biggest, the funniest thing will be Mourinho beating my United in the final. Final. <laughs> that, that will be And then speaking about how Tiki Taka is dead and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. Especially against a guy like Ten Hag, Mourinho mm-hmm. would love it. He would love it. Yeah. yeah. But given that we've said all that, have we missed anything, Oscar? Or is there anything to talk about that you want to mention? No, I think we, unless you want to talk about how Riva wasn't the only player that played for a Spanish club to punch people, then I think we're done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're done. We're done. We'll, we'll leave. We'll leave that to another. The we'll cops. What, yeah, to the cops. Yeah, as, yeah. as usual. Let, let, let them do their job. Yeah, because we don't. See, we didn't see what happened. We didn't hear anything. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't we hear anything. Them. Yeah, but. We just know that um, violence <laughs> violence can be fun. Yeah, I, I, all I'll say is I wish he did it on the pitch. Then we so we could so we could laugh. So could you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like off, off, off the pitch feels a bit. Yeah. <laughs> and then waiting the. Car. All right. Yeah. <laughs> we should we, we should be like, well. Yeah. Hopefully. Then, then the Mourinho memes. Oh my god. Yeah, those Mourinho memes. <laughs> I was like, this isn't too funny until I saw the Mourinho news. I'm like, why am I kidding? <laughs> yeah. But with that, kids, violence isn't fun. Uh, unless you do it on the pitch. And that's <laughs> signing off. I mean, I really encouraging the next generation of Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we need more of that. We need more. We need more teams and Cantonas and... Gabby's. <laughs> Gabby's, yeah. The game's gone soft, man. The game's gone game's soft. Gone soft. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like... I don't condone violence, but if Gavi got a red card for taking out a certain magic player, I wouldn't have minded it. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes you, you just want to see that raw passion. Like Zinedine yeah, Zidane. Pa- pa- passion. Exactly, Zidane, you know. <laughs> yeah, and but, but with that, with us, like we promote Spanish football and violence, so... That's that, that's the one thing. We're they're the same. About. They're the same thing at this yeah, point. Yeah, pretty much same thing. Thanks to the referees. Yeah, and so we're just gonna sign out and thank you guys for listening. Hope we entertain you and we provided you with great information. And if you liked what we you heard, you saw our jokes, give us a like, share, and we'll be back next week. Adios. Adios.